0: g'day everyone welcome to ruin hammer season two episode 41 thank you so much everyone for
1: joining us good evening everyone how are we all hello mate how are you hi mate i'm doing really well thanks yeah uh
0: how was your how was your week how was it most importantly did you have a good birthday
1: does it look like you did yeah i did mate it's i mean it was nothing special we're in lockdown so you know what can you do um but yeah, you know, got got uh, some food platters sent to me, and um, had a good mate from up in Queensland organise a dirty bird for for um, for dinner. So that was always good, mate. <laughs>
0: Sounds like a great bloke, that guy.
1: He is. He is <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, no, I'm sure
0: great. sure it went down a treat. <laughs> it did.
1: It did. Um, yeah, and mate, you know, it's just another day, really. Um, how about yourself, mate? I saw you're at SunCorp on on the weekend to watch the rugby. You watched yes, the uh, the mighty All Blacks versus the the
0: Pumas, and you also watched the Springboks versus the uh, Pacific All Stars. Uh, sorry, the, the one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That <was> right. <laughs> mate, mate, it was good. It was. I've I got to say, I always love going to Suncorp. Like as I always say, one of the greatest stadiums yeah. in the world to watch any sport. But it's just sort of weird being there and not watching rugby league. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it was great. I, I got invited by a couple of um, South African friends. Shout out to Chris and Johan. So I went along with them and. Uh, Obviously, they were very disappointed with the Springboks performance against the Wallabies. But I think you were saying during the week, I, I, I witnessed a very rare feat. I actually saw a Wallabies win live. Apparently, not yeah, many people yeah, see
1: that. <laughs> not a lot of people get to see that. Um, no, it's a, it's a rarity these days. Um, and you can actually say you saw them live on the same, at the same venue when the All Blacks were playing. Uh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Which is definitely a rarity. Um but
0: yeah it, it, was, no, it, it was good. Yeah, no, it, it was it was great. Like I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to see four four of the top nations, you know, all playing on the one night. Um and, and I, I yeah, like always this that's probably the second time I've watched the All Blacks and love, you know, love the experience of watching the Haka, yeah, and the whole cultural experience, like listening to the anthems and everything. And yeah, you know, Argentina played well. Um mm.
1: and it,
0: to be fair, it probably wasn't the all blacks uh strongest side, so they're experimenting a little bit with some of the guys, but um you know there was some good rugby played, and i i, I do I do enjoy rugby uh, obviously i'm way more of a leaguey, but yeah. i, I don 't mind watching a bit of rugby and um yeah no, it was great great experiences to go along and see all four teams play yeah
1: mate. after um after twelve weeks of being in lockdown i would I would have loved to have been able to to um I would have just gone to, to watch the anthems and then go home, you know. Just a quick hello to those that have tuned in too. Uh, how are you, brother? Warren Rafferty. Sean sure Star. Uh, um, Christian Catley joined us. Hey, Christian. Uh, my mum. Hey, mum. Uh, Ine Mete. uh Kiora brother. And Mark Roberts. Yeah, right. uh, how are you, bro? There's a generation that don't know what a like <laughs> is like He's in Australia. I know. I um, know. You know, no Australian has ever posted on social media. That, that one was, that <laughs> Where was it? 2004, wasn't it? That was the last time was we it had it. Yeah. 2003 or something like that. Yeah. And Facebook yep. and all of that hadn't been invented.
0: It was when Lottie Takiri so, was still yeah. playing. I remember that. I think it was Lottie Takiri and Matt Rogers, I think, were still playing for the Wallabies back then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are you, bro? Hey, Mark. Uh, mate! Thanks for joining us. We should, um, we should get into, uh, and Lisa Marie. Hey, how are you, Lisa? Um, hey, we'll Lisa. Get into the, we'll get into the. Yeah, thanks um, everyone for
0: joining us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love, love everyone's company. Uh, we'll get into the finals, mate. Uh, finals week two.
0: Finals week two. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Interesting couple of games we had. It's uh, BB Prince Stadium up there in Mackay. Uh, Friday night we had. Manly, 42, way too good for the Roosters, 6. Manly tries. Tommy Turbo with a double. Foran, Cherry Evans, uh, Reese Feldman, Walker, Saab tries. And Garrick, 7 from 7. What a season he is having. And for the Roosters, Matt Ikevalu, he can score a try. And uh, Adam Kieran, 1 from 2. Look, as expected, Manly came out and they were just way too good for the Roosters. Way too much firepower. All their big guns fired um again tommy turbo just absolutely had spiders on him particularly in the second half like when they gave when they gave him that ball about 10 meters out and he just literally just charged over the line
1: <laughs> the yeah, indication the form. of the form.
0: exactly that's the indication of the form he was in um yeah. you, you, look the roosters you've got a like they, they finally ran out of steam and um heck of an effort though from them this year and you can say what you like about the Roosters, but with all the adversity that they faced, all the injuries that they've had, it's amazing that they were their second week of the finals. But yeah, I mean, I'm like guessing. they just they they just kind of ran out of steam, and yeah, they can still look back and be proud of the effort, though. And uh, yeah, Manly like back in back in form. It would seem after getting beaten by forty the week before, having a strong win here, so it sets up a. Uh, A very interesting prelim with the Rabbitohs.
1: Yeah, it does, mate. Um, Well, for me, I thought Tommy Turbo was just heavily involved from the outset. It it was like he knew he'd been he'd been held back last week against or the previous week against the Storm, uh, and he wanted to come out there and send a clear message to the Roosters, and he did that. Uh, I was really impressed with Sean Sean Cappy's um, first stint too. I thought he had a lot of good touches, um, some really good carries, and some really uh, a lot of energy he brought. Yeah, yeah. Um, Roosters, again, that it's been something that I've been speaking about the last couple of weeks, but they've just got some really poor ball handling, um, and it's really their talent that has got them home in games because their completion rates have been uh, awful, and they came up against a Manly side that just punished them for every mistake that they made. Mm. Manly leading 18-0 after 20 minutes. Um, the game was effectively over, but that was, that was when I thought Robo should have brought um, Sam Walker into the game. Yeah. Um,
0: he left it left a because long time. In there.
1: Yeah, he did, mate. Yeah, and and like Lachlan Lamb was virtually unsighted in those in the, that early contest um, in the first half, and it wasn't until Manly were up twenty four four before he brought um, Sam Walker on. And and I, I don't criticise Robbo. He's a he's a great um, first grade coach and and um, mm. a great tactician of the game, and he knows what he's doing. But I I just thought that at twenty four four the game was pretty much over, and it, it, it was going to be a big ask. For Sam Walker to get the Roosters back into it, for um,
0: eighteen-year-old in his first final series to come in there and weave yeah. that much magic, erase like, yeah. a twenty-point deficit—yeah, bridge too yeah. far.
1: Um, but I liked Manly's game. Their, their short passing game—they played really square uh, and direct—and um, it, it just highlighted those middle third defensive problems that the Roosters have been having. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're just all class. Uh, sets up a great um, clash with the Rabbitohs. This weekend, uh, and it's, it's certainly a different manly side that the Rabbitohs beat way back in round two uh, at the beginning of the year. Oh, I sure
0: and cheese! Yeah, that, that was they were looking terrible in that four-match losing streak. Yes, um, yeah. like they, they were yeah, looking like genuine spoon contenders, but what a turnaround eh?
1: Tommy, um, Tommy Turbo, as you said, mate, back to his best. He had one hundred and ninety-six run meters, two tries, a try assist, ten tackle breaks, and three line breaks. Um, yeah. It was a great season by the Roosters. They should be. They they should hold their head high. Uh, yeah, such difficult circumstances. They had a, a horror injury run all season. They had three uh, greats of the game retire midway through the season in Boyd Cordner, uh, Brett Morris, and uh, Jake Friend. Um, and then on the weekend they had uh, Jay uh retire. He played his last game. And um, what a great player he's been. Uh, ex- you know, terrorised
0: us over the years.
1: It, both Brett and
0: Josh—they've absolutely terrorised us. I mean, yeah, that, they have—they've been exceptional players, very solid. You always knew what you were going to get from them. And I yeah. think Brett—I think Brett Morris played his whole career without losing to us.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it was <laughs> interesting. I, I went back through uh, Jay Miles' stats. He, he played three hundred twenty-five games, one hundred fifty-eight tries, eighteen finals appearances, two grand final appearances, fifteen origins, six tries in that, six tests, four tries in that. Never won a grand final, so he's going to be another one that if he gets a gig in the media, uh, he'll he'll be one of Hindy's mates, that, yeah, uh, who they can always pick on. Because I, I think Josh Brett got three, uh, didn't he? Brett, got, Brett yeah. won three. He got 2010 at the Dragons and he got the and two at the and Roosters. two at the
0: Roosters, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I thought, thought it was much, mate. Josh, Josh has been unlucky, yeah. He was he played in uh. Was, he played in the Bulldogs grand final. It would have been 2012 and 2014. He would have lost those two grand finals. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He came close. Um
1: yeah. and then mm, he, he went to the sharks unlucky. The after they won the grand final, was it? He yeah, left the, could left have been. The dragons, he left the dragons the year before they won the grand final. So <laughs> yeah, he just missed out. Brett was Brett, this... Brett was Johnny on the spot. Um, but what a family, you know. Um oh. You know they're, the they're as well. Yeah, uh, they all started their careers at the Dragons. They all ended their careers at the Roosters. All three of them have scored. Is that uh, right? I, they all, all ended at the Roosters. Started Dragons yeah.
0: at the Roosters. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stevie scored 120 something tries. Josh 158. Brett 160 something. So yeah, a, an amazing family. Um, yeah, and you know he, he's done a great, great. He's done great things. He's done great things. You know. Um, in, in rugby league and we wish him well in, uh, in his retirement. Um, mm. would have been nice to have guys like that playing at the Warriors, but so be it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, what was the next game, mate? Tell us no, The se- second, second game
0: up. chalk and cheese. These two games, uh, BB Prince stadium again, Panthers eight over the Eels six. This was on Saturday night while I was at the, uh, at the rugby. Uh, Panthers, Capewell with the try and, um, uh, Cleary two from two. And for the Eels, Wanga Blake the try and Moses with the goal. Uh, a classic finals game, but definitely not the game I expected from these two sides. So it's like I was thinking it was going to be a bit of a points fest. Um, like it it's said, we got an absorbing defensive tussle and, you know, it's it could have gone either way. Hanging on, P- Parramatta, uh, Scrambled defense. Uh, their scramble defense was outstanding, as well. And Penrith, though they did enough to win, but the nature of a, of a contest like that, what kind of toll is that going to have on Penrith now? I mean, yeah. they've they've they now have to go through the finals the hard way. So after losing to the Rabbitohs in the first weekend, having a really tight, tough game like that, and then having to play Melbourne in the prelim, you have got to ask what cost that that win came at um i I think it was i think it was back in 20 it was probably 2016. so the cowboys played a golden point or extra time final against the broncos in week two and then they came out to play the sharks in the prelim and just got absolutely rolled because they were just fatigued yeah um from the from the previous week and you know it'll, it'll be one hell of an effort for penrith to get up after that
1: yeah absolutely um uh, yeah, it was a classic game. If it was the best finals game I've seen for a, for a long, long time. Uh, you, you generally, in this day and age, you look at a game where there's only a try scored by each side and no points in a in a second half of footy, and you kind of think it's going to be a dow struggle. But um, it didn't. It wasn't like that. You know, both teams still attack really well. It was the, the defence that really was at the forefront in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I it didn't go as you said. It didn't go the way I thought it would. I actually thought it was going to be a points fest. To, to Penrith I'd written Parramatta off weeks ago I actually tipped them to get beat by Newcastle the week before so um yeah they they Penrith were definitely the team under all the pressure and and I'm not taking anything away from Parramatta because they're outstanding but Penrith looked rattled um and it looks Mm. like they've kind of lost that aura and uh, and and that mojo that they had um both kicking games by both teams were outstanding uh Moses and, and Cleary um both teams scored from kicks big mistake yeah. to, I mean I've, I've never been a fan of Dylan Edwards and and I think fullback is Penrith's uh worst position I can't believe that they let Dane Laurie go and held on to, to Dylan Edwards um and his choice not to contest that bomb to oh, yeah that in, was that was yeah. bad, yeah, that uh, was, that was real bad yeah which led to to Paris first try um and then you had. You know, uh Penrith's try was that little kick through that Cape Wall got. Um so it just goes Brilliant. to show how good the defense was. Yep. Uh Penrith mm. with a penalty goal late in the half. Um a couple of interesting scenarios in this game. There was a point in the second half where Penrith had penalties in front of the para posts and they chose not to go for goal. Um chose to keep Interesting. In yeah, yeah, thinking yeah, that was-
0: they would be able to to get to get the try get continue on from what they've done all season like eventually we'll get over the top of them and put a few tries on but
1: i read that as arrogance
0: mentality yeah
1: Yeah, i read that as arrogance um thinking that they were going to just uh you know if they kept the pressure on they were just going to roll parramatta parramatta Mm. were up for that game um and then the um mark roberts jfh uh leaving the bubble created the void in form currently yeah i think it did i think it took away from a, lo- a lot from him and then they had moses leota out last week and uh so forth i i, I think the introduction of tavita pangai has kind of um screwed them a little bit too uh, uh, is, he, it, is it
0: unsettling a little bit because he's a different well, kind of player different to their a, system
1: a, they've got a riches of of guys that are normally you know 70 80 minute players that now have to share game time kick has been very disappointing uh in the final series um just doesn't do enough
0: the Uh, judges the judge has been found guilty
1: he has mate he has (laughs) um the 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 two biggest calls the the one that was looked like everyone's talking about the penrith trainer running on the field and stopping the play before he got to the player and yeah i agree i think the twenty five thousand dollars fine that they've copped is like poker machine changes as as paul kent put it the other night Uh, i don't think it really acts as a, as a deterrent, um, 25K to a club, you know, that's worth, you know, millions of dollars. whoop do. doo It's like you yeah. and I paid five bucks. Um, the Ferguson one probably looked the worst for me. When, when Fergo went down in the tackle, grabbing the back of his neck, um, Ashley Quine didn't even look at a review. He, he penalised Penrose straight away. And as soon as the whistle went, Fergo it's, jumps up like a fucking pork Straight guy. up, like just trying to get in the biff. It was yeah. ridiculous and then they look at the replay and they and you can see that no one touched his head or put any pressure on his neck it was it was a purely a milking penalty um yeah he just he just he just comes up and just goes oh oh yeah. <laughs> i hate that i fucking hate that um but yeah mate, great game uh penrith probably did everything in the last 5 minutes to lose that game uh fun time up, He came up with a loose ball error and then it was um uh, a, a pass from Ray Stone to Junior Paulo, I think. Junior Reed
0: Paulo Mario. that went down, yeah. It makes oh, me yeah. wonder that
1: if Reed Marnie plays that game, do Parramatta win that game? And and for me, I think it's yes, um, because, you know, they, they're playing a – they had a second row of playing effectively, you know, 70 minutes mm. of a game at, at Hooker, and then they had, um, you know, the Fresh Prince come on and, and do his part. But, um, yeah, you know, a great performance from Parramatta uh that's funny isn't it a couple of weeks ago everyone's saying that brad arthur is a dead man walking and then after their two semi-final performances everyone's saying oh they've got a lot to build on for next year and blah 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 so
0: um <laughs> a lot changes yeah. in one week or two oh, weeks <laughs> uh, I, I mean
1: we'll get, in, we'll get into the other game soon but you'd, you'd have to assume now that that penrith are the team under the most pressure uh, of the four teams remaining um because of, you know, their season last year where they went, what, 17 games and lost the grand final. And then this year they came out and they kind of did a similar thing until, uh, you know, they'll talk, what was it, 20, 28 or 27 games or, or 27 or 28 games or something that won in a row. Yep. Um,
0: yeah, they, they, I think there's, I, think, I still think there's a fair bit of truth in getting that loss right before the finals. Yeah, I, I, I still think there's something in that. A lot of people say, "Oh no, that's just a myth." But like, look at last year; they they just cruised into the grand final essentially,
1: Yep.
0: and then just came up against just just like storm hit them like a a brick wall. And um, this year, I mean, they had their loss in the finals week one, and that's done them. That's that's caused an even bigger problem for them.
1: Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Whereas Melbourne had a loss a couple of weeks out from the finals, allowed exactly. them to, to you know. Reset themselves uh, and, and then, you know, get themselves ready to, for a, a play at the grand final. And, yeah, they, they'd have to be favourites at the moment, I think. They'd oh, have to be, yeah.
0: We had, a, uh, we had a game in the Queensland Cup between the Redcliffe Dolphins and the Falcons as well. A few of our boys playing in that game. So stats from the Dolphins, 40 to 20 win over the Sunshine Coast Falcons in week one of the Queensland Cup finals. Uh, Viliami Valea with a huge performance, uh, leading all players in metres, post-contact metres, uh, line break assists and tackle breaks. Ed Cozzi had a very solid stat line as well. Good to see him having a, having a great game. Uh, Tom Arley, uh, and he backs up a huge game he had with another high-quality performance. Five offloads being the most in the match and uh, no other player recording more than one. So Tom Arley yeah. in form.
1: Yeah, um, Viliami Valleja, uh, he, he had like 247 run metres in, in 80 minutes. Um, Ed Cozy, uh, 155 run metres. They both got a try each. Jackson Frey, 121 metres in his 62 minutes. Uh, Tom Arley's been playing great. He's playing lock up there for Redcliffe at the moment. Uh, one try, Another try and 145 run metres. And Pride Pedersen-Ribardi, another one to look out for for, for next year. Uh, a really good game as well. Um, take nothing away from these performances. It, it does highlight the massive void between first grade and second tier competitions. But it's great that these guys are performing well, um, awesome for their continued development. It's great that um, in a game like this, and that, that was a semi-final, um, it, it's, a, it, it's great that in a game like this, the, the guys that have had some first grade experience at the Warriors are the guys that are, are the shining light and leading the way It's what you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, I think the dolphins play, uh, the, uh, seagulls this weekend, Tweed seagulls, um, for a chance to go into the grand final elimination, uh, game. So yeah, there's still a little bit of footy being played up there at, uh, uh, Southeast Queensland. So yeah, if you can get out, if you're up there and you know, you can't get to the, the other games, uh, this weekend, um, Great to go and yeah, you know yeah, go watch and the boys. The, yeah, go and support the uh, the Redcliffe Dolphins if you can. Uh, Lachlan, um, Lachlan
0: uh, Mark Mokai was just saying Lachlan Tim was another uh, strong performer as well. Yeah,
1: he's he's another guy that was training with the Warriors in the preseason. Uh, I'm not sure mm. what the deal is with him. Mike Harrison's just said, and we we're speaking about this off camera uh, before we went on. Fogarty off to the Raiders. Jamal Fogarty at the Titans is orbit signed with the raiders they're saying uh does this open a gap for cody to go to the titans um i don't know I, I i i'm still hearing that cody's going to see out his contract with the warriors uh they don't want to release him um i think he's on
0: a, i think he's on a fairly good a fairly good final year with yeah. us as well in terms of remuneration so yeah
1: yeah i think so too um but who knows i mean you know it's, not sure what's going on in in the in the big scheme of things at the moment. We'll talk a little bit later about what we have to yes. but, um, but yeah, it's it's great to see these guys playing some good footy, isn't it, mate?
0: Mate, it is. It's fantastic, and as you said, it's great that these these are the guys that are leading the way in the uh, Queensland Cup competition as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll we'll skip through the the preview pretty quick. Uh, for this week we got. Um, Sorry, Sean James. Who should be our main target for 2022? I, I I think our roster is pretty set for 2022 now. I think I don't think we have a lot of space in not in, in terms of money, but in terms of uh, available positions in our 30 man roster. We we still got a couple of um, a couple of uh, development players that we can push up or down or whatever because um, guys like Pride, Patterson, Rabadi, uh, Jacob Lagum, Jairus, Glamazina, uh, Ed Cozy, he's still a development player. He got special uh, permission to play this year. So we've got a couple of development guys in there. Um, I'd like so to see yeah. a
0: centre. I think I think we're a bit short in the centres. So if we were to target someone, I would yeah say a centre, maybe a winger.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. And, and if you're going to target a centre, well, the only one that you know you really want to look at First and foremost is Joey Manu. There's always there's a lot of talk about Joey Manu. He has uh, accepted a, a position back in Waikato uh, as a um,
0: an ambassador ambassador for, for, uh, for, some, yeah, for, some, for, for some a charity company. or something. I think uh, so. Yeah.
1: So I don't know if if that says um, if that kind of leads into anything for for Joey. He does constantly keep- talk about how he, much he misses his family back in New Zealand as well when he's interviewed. So who knows? Um, so good becomes, thing he'll
0: be playing at Redcliffe then.
1: Yeah, I, um,
0: <laughs> I, I keep forgetting we got Junior Ratuva coming back as well. So yeah, he, he right. comes back for the second year of his deal. So I think he's primarily a winger. i watched some of his highlights. If he can play like he plays in his highlights, it would be yeah. straight onto a wing. It would yeah. be great to have a, finally have a flying Fijian winger.
1: Yeah. For, for, me the, Warriors. for me, it would have been nice if we had to retain Petahiku. I think uh, Petahiku yeah. would have kind of completed that. That squad, you know, we get a, a good off season of because you got to remember we had like Reese Walsh come mid season, Dallin came mid season, uh, Matt Lodge came mid season. We had Adam Fenua. Blake was injured for a good part. Ewan Aiken was injured for a good part of the season. Our halves chopped and changed. If we can get Tohu, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tohu missed um, the back end of the season. So if we can get a, a good um, uh, preseason into the legs of these guys and, and get our combinations working. In our, you know, um, uh, con drills and stuff like that in the off season when we're through our training, uh, and take that into our trials and into the beginning of the season. I think um, yeah, I think we'll be really well suited. Uh, I think we've got a great mix of of different body shapes and different abilities in our forward pack. Uh, Aaron penney joining us is a is a big mm. in. Uh, didn't realize how big that kid was until this I stood next to him. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, it, uh and yeah, another one is we've got Fuss. We have still got Fuss. Um, yeah, keep ever. I keep forgetting
0: about Fuss. Yeah. It's, uh Yeah, breaking news. He's staying with us, even though he's contracted to us. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so they, they've announced that he is part of the plans. Yeah, yeah, push push Fuss into the centres. He's yeah. played a bit of centre in first grade. Big body. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hope he's got a good passing game. I can't even remember the last. Well, I can't remember the last time he played centre. So it's probably started last year.
1: Yeah, I think wasn't I mean, yeah. it a what, trial. Uh, yeah, first game last year or something.
0: Yeah, Kearney, Kearney decided to push him in one. I remember he, he announced it in the trial. He played maybe the first two games there. And
1: yeah. Yeah, so long it, ago. He did pretty good happened. in that trial, though. But, again, it was a trial.
0: Yeah, so, some good so, some good moments of defence from what I remember. A couple of big hits. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay, mate, we'll get into the, the finals. Yep, let's do um, it. Um, final one, Friday, Suncorp Stadium. We've got the Rabbits versus Manly. Uh, the Rabbits, uh, the Wiley coach Wayne Bennett has stuck solid with his 17-man squad that defeated Penrith in week one of the finals, having had the luxury of, um, of the week off. So they'll be pretty fresh. Uh, the mad professor, Des Hasler, has also stuck solid with his 17-man squad from last week. Uh, he had the added benefit of being able to rest uh, Tommy Turbo on DCE midway through the second half. Um, uh, so for me, uh, mate, yeah, Tommy Turbo back to his dominant best last week. Um, the rabbits will have to be really switched on every time he he gets his hands on the ball, uh, and his ability to play both left and right, uh, makes him the most dangerous player on the field. Um, South will have their best opportunity to get past the grand final, final qualifier that they've had in the past previous seasons. And, um, with Reynolds and Bennett leaving, uh, I would say this is probably going to be their last opportunity to get there for, for a little while now. Um, I think Manly will be too strong. I just think uh, the turbo factor, um, you get DCE and foreign, uh up against Reynolds and, and um, Cody Walker, South really only have the one go-to, which is that left side attack, which has been potent all season, but um, I'm sure Manly will be ready for it. I'd say Manly 1-12, to but I'm, I'm hoping that Benji gets a grand final before he retires. So I'm hoping for a, a Rabbitohs win.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one to pick. I, I, I think there could be quite a few points scored here. But, but in saying that, it's probably going to end up being 8-6 again, <laughs> like last week. But uh, Look, Manly, with you know, Tommy Teeb spiders all over him, on fire. Like, they're, they're just... They've got so much strike all over the park. But then I'm thinking... The, as you said, the Wiley fox uh, Wayne Bennett, he can get his teams primed for a big game, and he times their runs just perfectly. It's a real tough one. It, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say Manly as well in a very close one. Had had Latrell been playing, uh, might have might have yep. swayed it, but yep. um, I think Manly will just do enough to go through the grand final. Mm, I agree. Which brings us to. Let's face it, it's already probably the game against the season. Who isn't looking forward to this one on Saturday night at Suncorp Stadium? The place to be. Storm versus Panthers in the prelim. One week early than we all we all expected. Uh, for the Storm, uh, Josh Addo Carr uh, uh, returns from hamstring injury, replacing Isaac Lumi Lumi on the wing. Uh, the cheese, who was injured in the Storms' defeat over Manly in Week One, he's been cleared uh, of any facial fractures and he's been named to play. And uh, no other changes to a red-hot Storm juggernaut. And for the Panthers, Brian Toto is on the extended bench, and you imagine he'll be given every opportunity to prove his fitness and uh, for the game. And he'll be a he'll be a very big inclusion or exclusion for them. Yeah, um, either way, it'll be key. Um, Mitch Kenny has been ruled out as well with an ankle injury. Uh, with with your mate the snail, the speedster, uh, Tyrone May <laughs> replacing him on the bench. So interesting there. I did hear that the judge was under a bit of an injury cloud as well. Yeah. And a couple of other a couple of other guys might have been struggling uh, too, so Casper Casper. Roos. Okay. Roos. So mate, this is mate, this is going to be a I can't wait to watch this one. This is going to be an outstanding game of footy. But I, I, I think the storm. I think the storm might win and win well. I'm, I'm going to pick the storm by twenty.
1: Mate, it's a tantalising semi final, isn't it? Um, it is. And, and it's it's that game that we've all been thinking, foregone conclusion. It's going to be the the grand final. Um, and it's a week early. Uh, Melbourne will be. Very fresh. They would have freshened up nice. Uh Craig Bellamy's done this so many times, you know, in the past couple of seasons. Like how like many grand finals? Shell is there and peas. It's yeah. easy to work out
0: which grand finals he wasn't in,
1: I think. Yeah. Like... I know. What, well, 2019, wasn't it? Uh He wasn't in that one. Yeah, I that, that, that's it. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I, I can't think of many others. The only other hey. one was probably when they lost all their points,
1: hey? he'll have them all yeah that's right he'll he'll have it all uh worked out um mate for me yeah penrith were in a war last week against the eels they've got a couple of injuries as you said um kick out for me is the big key uh he's just he's been very disappointing uh in the past few weeks with his involvement it's interesting that um there was a lot of talk a couple of weeks ago about him maybe not being able to be stay, uh, stay at penrith because of his asking price and a lot of clubs were circling around and all those clubs have now pulled out. It looks like he'll stay at Penrith and he'll, he'll probably stay on a reduced contract. I reckon I don't think he's worth the 950 that he's asking. He doesn't it's, you know, he's one of those guys that's getting big money and, and you're, you're not getting your, your value for dollar. Um, but if Penrith are any chance of getting past, uh, the storm this week, uh, TK, um, I would say yeah. he's gotta be at his best. Um, the game will be won in the forwards though. whichever forward pack wins that middle third and can give their halves room to move and set up their outside backs will win this game. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I, I originally thought close game, but I just the more I think about it and the more I look at that that fully fit Penrith, uh, uh, fully fit storm outfit. Rested. Yeah, yeah rested. I, I think the storm are going to win and I think they'll win comfortably. I think they'll put the panthers to the sword. Uh, the Panthers have shown in their past two games that they really have no um, answers when uh, the defence is up and in their face and takes the space away from their their halves. It's like that's, they've only got the one game plan and if it's not working, they don't know what else to do. Um, and the Storm will be... They, they would have watched the past two uh, games, the video, and, and seen where they can win this game, how they can trouble Cleary... They'll be
0: relentless. They'll, yep. they'll be relentless. They'll have every box ticked. And, yeah, as I said earlier, I just think that, that that tough game last week is going to take a lot of juice out of the Panthers. And, yeah, that for that reason, I think, you know, they, they might come out and the, and the Storm might just ambush them.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think so, too. Yeah, so it's two games, two <laughs> two quality games of footy. Um, really looking forward to, to watching those this oh, I weekend. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, and see who makes it through to the uh, to the grand final. Um, yeah, it's, mate, we've got three games of footy left, and that's it. It's, oh. yeah, I know. We come
0: say you where you're just like clinging onto everything, and with no uh, NRLW competition no. as well. It's like, oh, the end is nigh. <laughs> lucky,
1: lucky we've got, um, lucky we've got interviews lined up for about a month and a half to two months. Uh, There you go,
0: guys. You need your league fix. Look no further than uh, Ru and Hammer.
1: League fix. Yep, absolutely. That's it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, mate, Uh, what time is it?
1: I'll tell you what time
0: it is. It's time for a rant, mate. Let's let's get on it. You want
1: to kick us off? I do, mate. Yeah, uh, my my first point is not really a rant. Um, It's more just a a kind of a a news and discussion item. Uh, No secret now that the Warriors have confirmed that their base for next season will be in Redcliffe. Um, the COVID uncertainty has kind of forced the Warriors to to make plans for season 2022. So at present, they're still on the Gold Coast enjoying their um, annual leave, I guess you'd say. <laughs> and um, they will move to uh, Redcliffe on the 1st of November. Uh, and the decision has basically been made so that the players' families... Can make the necessary decisions. Uh, you know, partners at work can continue with their whether it's a, a job that they've now got in Australia or whether they're uh, doing working from home back to back in New Zealand. They can also enrol their kids into like daycare and and um, schools. Uh, stability. Yep. Yeah. So it and it gives them that stability uh, for another season. Um, it does mean that it's going to be another season away from Mount Smart and the New Zealand uh, home fan base, which is uh upsetting for both the new zealand fan base and for the players themselves uh Love they it, so, yeah. they desperately want to get home even the even the boys um that haven't uh, played at mount smart uh has, haven't been a warrior in new zealand based in new zealand really want to get home because they all they hear about from the guys that have played at mount smart is, is how how good it is playing there i mean we we spoke to josh, josh, Curran josh last week He's yep. played one game. One game, and ball. he was
0: raving about it. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, yeah, it's uh, but with the current atmosphere, uh, with uh, with um, the uncertainty of COVID, uh, moving forward, the associate and, and our current association with the Dolphins, it, it's a smart move to be based at Redcliffe. Uh, one thing we've got, uh, just a reminder, we've got Cam George on the show, uh, next week coming on live yep. to have a chat to us. And one thing I will want to ask him about is our development pathways back in New Zealand. Uh, what one, whether some of those younger kids will be brought out here next year to play in that, uh, Hastings Deering, uh, Colts competition, which I think is an under 19s or under 21s comp up there in Queensland, something like that. Um, uh, so yeah, so, uh, be interesting to see how that goes moving forward, uh, continuing with our, the development of our players, but yeah, um, for all us Aussie based fans i guess for you Queensland based fans it's it's a I was great was
0: just going to say yeah i mean i mean selfishly from my point of view it's actually um you know, exciting to have the team based up sort of my neck of the woods i mean redcliffe's about yeah it's 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 a little bit further out than suncorp it's probably about a 45 minute drive but you know i'll be i'll be will doing my claim, best to get out there they play
1: and out of redcliffe do you think mate
0: um, I'm not hundred percent certain. I heard that there was a bit of an issue with the lighting at Redcliffe, so I don't know if they will be playing t- too many games there because it's only got eleven thousand five hundred yeah, yeah. capacity. That's what and say we say we have a home game against the Broncos, that's gonna you're gonna leave a heap of fans outside. Yep. Um, for a game like that, or, or um, I don't know, it, it could be interesting to see if they take some of the games to Suncorp. Uh could be an option or even to the Gold Coast or how far, maybe somewhere around there.
1: From where Brisbane is to Redcliffe, that's what, about 40 about, th-
0: minutes? Yeah, it's probably about 30 minutes away from the CBD, I'd and say. How far,
1: how far is Redcliffe from Sunshine Coast? Is that, a, is that the option for their games?
0: Uh, it could be. Sunshine, again, Sunshine Coast is not a massive stadium either. It's, um, bigger, but,
1: than, it's bigger than Redcliffe though, isn't it? Uh, I,
0: I don't even know if it is, to be honest. Okay. Because it's you got the hill, you got the hit. There's very, there's very little grandstands at Sunshine Coast Stadium. It's mainly okay. like the hills at each end. There's a bit of grandstand over on the TV side. Uh, I'm not sure if, if someone watching knows the capacity Sunshine Coast Stadium. I'm um, not 100 percent certain, but yeah, I, I would, I would say that maybe we would take some big games to SunCorp. Yep. Uh, which is, yeah, it's just perfect for me. SunCorp, like very close to the CBD. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, and there's a lot of uh, you know Ruin Hammer faithful, a lot of guys watching tonight actually from Southeast Queensland, and you know it's it's really good for us. But again, we echo those thoughts um, that you know we feel for the club and for the players, the families, especially all the all the diehard fans like TK and yeah. and the crew back there that that are missing out once again. But um,
1: what what we've got to do? Yeah. is... We- We've got to continue doing what we tried to build in in um, sydney here over the last year and a half where where we hadn't before they moved up to uh queensland where we we tried to create it as much of a home fan base as possible and and now that they're locating up the south east queensland um the sydney warriors fans hand off the baton to the queensland warriors fans and say it's it's up to you guys now to make sure that the that the fans get to the games week in, week out, uh, regardless of how the team's going. uh, I'll definitely be getting up there for pretty much every game, I would say. I've got, um, you know, my daughter lives up there and Rob lives up there. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I've got great um, incentive to get up there anyway and uh, probably can get away with um, not uh, having to fork out for accommodations. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah, so... Uh, I'll be up there uh, as much as humanly possible. I, I, you know, I don't have, you know, ties tie me to to Sydney on weekends, pretty much. So um, yeah, uh, the other thing probably too would be if there's anyone out there with, um, you know, who who runs a business or part of a, a business, you know, the, the the club hasn't been able to engage any uh, sponsors. All their sponsors, in talking to Cam George uh, during the season, it's. Um, they're sponsored by Vodafone, but it's Vodafone New Zealand, not Vodafone Australia. That's it. Yeah, they're it's a completely separate Mazda. entity. Yeah, they're sponsored by Mazda, which is Mazda New Zealand, not Mazda Australia. So those those sponsorship deals that they've got in place, so, you know, the sponsor's back in New Zealand, and we thank them very much because they're, they're staying committed to the club, but they're really not getting any value no. from them themselves uh, out of the sponsorship deal. So it'd be great if we can get some Aussie uh, sponsors on board for next year to help, you know, uh, keep the club afloat. You know, it can't have been easy, you know, now it's gonna be three seasons away from home uh without, you know, making, you know, the, the home gate takings and memberships uh probably the biggest one, uh home memberships. So yeah, it's um Sean
0: sure, sorry, Sean's just commented. Uh yep. Sunshine Coast Stadium twelve thousand capacity. Okay. So no as much of a muchness. And Stevie, g'day, Stevie. You must be looking forward to the NBA as much as I am.
1: Mark Roberts says Sydney doesn't know what they're doing with COVID. Yeah, we do. We're out of it in uh, two weeks, mate. We'll, we'll be at um, over 70% uh, double vaccinated, and that's the, the plan that they wanted to get to. Uh, it's, you know, it's happened. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll be, you know, one of the first – we'll definitely be the first state in Australia that's at 70%. Yeah. Uh, mm. You guys are still in level four in New Zealand anyway, Archers, I think.
0: Yeah, Auckland. Yeah. Auckland region is, I think, yeah. Yeah,
1: people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones.
0: <laughs> well, Pete to miss the playoffs, Blazers to win the lot, Sean. Sean is uh, smoking something tonight. Lakers is, a reti- Lakers is a retirement village. Exactly right, Stevie. I, I can't believe it. I- I- you got a good team if it was 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on to our second set of six, and I'm gonna talk about a rare form with no reward. Yep. So if you think back over the last say twenty years, what are the what are the most individually successful seasons you can think of from players? And most people will default to Jared Haynes' incredible run of form in two thousand and nine, took them from almost last midway through the year all the way through to the grand final. And then you'd probably think of someone like Ben Barber in 2012 who just just hit the ground running and just, again, took the team all the way to the grand final. uh, Interestingly enough, though, with both those um, amazing seasons that they had as individuals and with their club, they both fell short at the grand final. Mm. And then uh, uh, someone else whose form has been probably on par with that has been the man that we mentioned many times is Tommy turbo. His run of form this year. He, as I say, he spiders all over him. Whatever you want to say, he's just been untouchable. And is he going to suffer the same fate as the other two in that they had such a brilliant individual season. They get all the way to the grand final, but just fall short because they talk about, they talk about these fantastic runs of form, fantastic individual seasons, but they didn't actually end up getting the premiership.
1: No, I think only one from memory, and that was GI in twenty fourteen when the Rabbitohs won. Ah, yeah, yeah. Similar runner form and uh but but in saying that he was probably third out of Hain Barber and, and, and himself. Uh I would put G uh Turbo season probably ahead of um Hain. Oh the head of Hain. Okay, yeah,
0: interesting. I, I was gonna say I'd probably have have him at least at head of Barber. I'd say head of Barber 2012, just just such as was his dominance. Um, yeah, look, you can make a, you can make a good case for him being better than Hayne as well because Tommy Turbo's yeah. done it for most of the year. Hayne sort yeah. of hit form yeah. midway through, I mean, wasn't it?
1: Turbo's done. He's only played 15 games this year, and he's done it in every game that he's played. There, there's not. There's only the one game, which was probably that Melbourne game. Uh, in the semi-final two weeks ago, where he was contained. Because even in the the game when Melbourne beat them a couple of weeks back in the regular season, Tommy still scored two tries and set up a couple. He was still. Yeah, he did. He was
0: still good. Yeah,
1: he yeah. was still good. I, I I haven't seen a a guy um have that much dominance over a competition before. Because when Hayne was doing, Hain was. Hayne was scoring a lot. A lot of his stuff was individual brilliance. Whereas, and same with Barber, but with Tommy, Tommy is to, Tommy's such an unselfish player that, like, he's scoring tries, but he's he's setting up just uh, just as many or more. Um, yeah, but I think you're. I think if, you're if, right on that. I think he, if, if he gets the
0: grand game, final, he won't yeah. want to do a Hayne and forget his boots. That's what Hayne did in two thousand nine, no. wasn't it? Got to yeah. the ground and forgot his boots. It went downhill from there.
1: Look at Caden. Caden's jumped in. Single again, <laughs> Hammer. I'm really keen for lockdown to end over the off-season so that I can take that daughter of yours to the footy. Seriously, good. So, well, mate, you better um, probably contact her and um, treat her, her nice because um, she's got a another couple of people uh, from the uh, Ruin Hammer uh, fan base that has seen her and have been... Uh, Sliding into her DMs on um, on Instagram, so <laughs> mate, I think, I think you need to up your game a little bit, mate. Uh, not sit back on your on your heels. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Auckland is level it. three. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, mate. I, I think I think um, it could be another one to put in that that list of of players because I. I I seriously can't see the winner of the South Manly game beating Melbourne for the premiership. I think Melbourne will go back-to-back.
0: Back. If if they play Pedrith, though, in the final. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, mate, next, next topic I've got is um, one that kind of really irks me a little bit. Uh, is, and we've got guys talking about various players at the moment, is players committing to rival clubs 12 months out, or or over 12 months out from their contract. So Not a
0: fan of this either.
1: No, I'm not a massive fan uh, of that situation. Um, I don't like the rumour and speculation it creates. Um, I understand that players want to get their futures sorted. I understand that clubs want to get their futures sorted, but I don't know why it has to happen a year out uh, from a season. Um, surely there's something that we can do in regards to, like we've, we've got this this deadline now where you have the, the players moving during a season to another club extended to August 1. Why can't it be that after August 1 you can negotiate for the next season? Like, I, I you know, I, I don't understand what it is, but, um, yeah, the Jimmy Maloney issue. There's a lot of them, mate. Uh, exactly. I was going
0: to bring that up. He was the classic yeah. example. I mean, he signed for the Roosters, yeah, 12 months out, played the 2012 season, and his form kind of went off the cliff a bit there. And
1: yeah, and it you does. Don't know, you don't
0: know, yeah, yeah, it's, you don't know what, what how much to read into it. Is it because of no. that or is it because of other factors? But it's, yeah, the fact is he signed to play elsewhere and didn't have a great awesome. season for us after awesome. two really good seasons.
1: Well, I can't remember a player that that signed for a club over 12 months out. So, you know, like a guy after November 1 this year, say CHT, signing for, say, the Titans but having to play for the Warriors all next year. I can't remember a player that does that and has a good season. Yeah, well,
0: not not an outstanding season anyway.
1: Not not the one that stands out. If someone can think of one, uh, please type in the comments because I can't think. Um, And the the thing that gets me is, I, I mean, this is their employment. Now, if I'm, if I, as an employee of a company, if I'm going to leave that company and go and work for somebody else, I'm not giving them 12 months notice and continue working there and, and having my no, new employee. It wait doesn't for 12 happen. Months. It doesn't yeah. happen. You go for your interview, nah. you give them two weeks, maybe four weeks notice and you move on. Um, you just want to, you just want to
0: get on with it. You just want to,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I just, just think, move on. I just think um, the whole thing is just, it's just messy. It's distracting um for everybody and I don't like it. I, I mean, you can see in the the Warriors forums on um on social media that it's all it's been spoken about is the CHT thing and it kind of leads into it's,
0: it's a good segue to, to, to what to what I'm about to talk to talk exactly. about in, in my point. Um, Take it away. It, yeah, well the CHT and the club's vision for him as well. So so he's he's basically been told that he's not going to be offered a new contract. Until you know, this, at least the start of next season. So, yeah. I guess it's it's somewhat conditional. Um, it was reported that he was told to go out and test his test his value in the open market, which, which is not really the case. The media so, reported that, that yeah.
1: he said he wanted to go out and test. Yeah, his, which which is which is not exactly
0: out. what happened. No. Um. So he, as as we kind of said off camera, it's a little bit like how the Sean Johnson thing was meant to have played out. Yes, um, before it got <laughs> nasty.
1: Messy, yep. <laughs>
0: Messy, exactly. Uh, so, so, so I mean, I, I think, for, for, from my point of view, I think the club, it's a good move from the club, and they're within their rights to say, we're going to wait. Instead of just throwing you a new deal, we're going to see how you go at the start of the next season and playing alongside Sean Johnson, uh, returning to the club as well, and see how you go, and then sort of get a gauge of, of his form. Because let's face it, he struggled to put games together yeah. um he's played about 30 odd games in what's that now like three seasons yep um he, he's had he's had quite a few injuries and he's he's been a bit up and let's face it he's been a bit up and down with his form as well and i think the club just needs to see see a little bit more from him and and i think they're well within their rights to do that because as we said the sample size is, is quite small yeah yeah, just the thirty odd games. And he's had a lot of different halves partners as well. Yep. So he's never really played with a settled as a settled halves combination. I guess they're they're waiting to see how he goes with uh with Shawnee next year, see how they strike up a combination. And you know, they're just taking it slow and not rushing into anything. Yeah, um he's, 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 he's yeah.
1: his development hasn't come along as fast as I hoped it would. Either.
0: He he, str- he struggled he struggled a bit to with assert himself on the field, as particularly in key moments. Yeah, and I think you know we, we've spoken about it a fair bit. Um, that they're looking to just see him develop a bit more, and they're I guess they're hoping that Sean Johnson coming back with a lot more of that game management experience that he probably didn't have when he was at the Warriors in his previous stint. That some of that will maybe rub off on him. Yeah, and and as you said, his development will will continue, and hopefully this will be a, a breakout year from him and then they then they can look at the the contract scenario
1: yeah i um hey caden rogers guess what my daughter's here um uh, <laughs> <hey, Tana, laughs> and and hey. yes my Harrison, i did see your comment sean hoppy at the at uh canberra left and went for a season with the bears because it's yeah he yeah, it was great uh, was great, I, great for I, the I bears wasn't he, 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 he had a great season he was their highest try scorer that year so um thank you for bringing that to my attention i am a bears man uh Mate, remember, okay. but remember, yeah, <laughs> remember it's not real quick anymore. Um, yeah, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out with CHT. Uh, but the, where the media, and that's what shits me, is where the media is reporting that he's wanting to test his value. It's not true. It's just basically the club saying, look, we're going to give you a couple of games next year to, you know, show that this combination with Shawnee works, blah, blah, blah and then they'll offer him a contract. And, and uh, Mark said that last time they did something like that, Gus Gould jumped in and stole Cleary from us. Is it wise to do it again? I think the whole Cleary thing didn't – didn't they only offer him a one-year extension? The length. It was
0: length of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the whole comment there was that they didn't feel that Cleary was a premiership winning coach. He was a top eight coach.
1: Yeah.
0: There was some sort of dialogue about that. And then I think, we, like you said, we offered him – a short-term deal where he wanted he, two or three and, then he goes and, and
1: makes the grand final yeah so yeah it wasn't the, the smartest business move by the Warriors that one but this this one I think it is because right way, because we've com- we've complained in the past about the the club putting money into these guys that just don't come through their development and guys like Atahingano and and uh, Tui Lola here yeah exactly come to mind Mostly where we, we no. wasted some contract money on them and then we ended up cutting them loose or well, they they weren't getting the game time, so they, they wanted to leave. and They, they weren't were prepared
0: out. to hang around and, and continue no. on waiting, so they left, yeah.
1: I'll give CHT his dues, though. He has been very patient, um, you know, because when Shawnee left, it was he was basically totals out of him and out of Kieran. Kieran got the first gig, then CHT came in, then he was off and then even last year um, and Cody
0: well then Cody Min as well Cody midway through that season up. and lost this spot as well.
1: Yeah. And then um and then even last year I remember sitting at the the games at um Central Coast and, and CHT was our was our ball boy for a lot of the season cuz I was using uh, Blake Green in the early part of the season. Um he, and he really didn't get a, an opportunity much last year. So yeah, uh, Look, I, I think it's a smart business move from the club. Um, yeah, uh, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, they, they, they threw money. They threw a contract at O'Sullivan. He chose to to leave. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this one pans out, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Watch this space. Watch this space, as Cam George says. Um, mate, the, the last topic I want to talk about before you get into your last topic is just the – Protected species and the special treatment that they get um, from the NR, like from the referees, the commentator, commentators, stuff like that. Um, and you know, it's no secret that there are certain teams, certain players, a- and certain coaches who are protected and lauded, um, you know, within the game. And at the other end of the spectrum, there's those that that are like highly criticised um highly condemned for their actions we've seen this season nathan cleary penalized for a shoulder charge in a game a couple of weeks back yet no charge handed down he didn't have to face your judiciary or anything like that uh and then we saw tommy turbo uh two weeks ago with a high tackle uh which was penalty sufficient and no charge from the match review committee afterwards now um if that's if that's matt lodge uh doing that hit or or jack hetherington They're they're on report straight away. There was an incident a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember what game it was, where Matt Lodge was going in for a tackle. His arm is down by his side, and it comes in contact with a player that's falling, and he got two weeks suspension for that, you know, because he came in contact with the head. It it just shows how some players are treated differently. I know there's history. I know they've got carryover points, but it just fucking shits me to tears. Um, We had Trent Robinson earlier in the year complaining after Para beat the Roosters about um, high tackles. And then what happened? The NRL enforced that ridiculous um, high tackle crackdown that that ruined the Magic round um, pretty much. I think we had 7 sin bins bins uh... and send-offs in that one round of footy. Um, And then we had uh, Robbo the other week complaining about bunker decisions that every team has had to endure all season long. And what happens? Henry Perinara gets (laughs) sacked. It's, um,
0: we should have got on to Robbo a lot sooner, shouldn't oh, we?
1: <laughs> mate. It's, it's just these high-profile players like Turbo, Cleary, Munster, Tedesco. Um, they're all treated differently by referees. And then at the other end, you've got like Heatherington, Lodge, uh, our mate Jazz, um, Moose McGuire, Radley, where our Hargraves, who all get treated a lot Anyone
0: of is, players. yeah, they're got sure. a reputation.
1: And then you've got – and I know people will say, oh, the Roosters are the most penalised team in the comp – yeah, they are, but they're also one of the most protected. They're like, you know, the NRL's team. Um, they get more favour more often than not, um, and they get all the all the publicity on on all the uh, shows. I don't know if anyone watched NRL three hundred and sixty last night, but they had Robbo on last night, um, chatting about I don't know whatever because he's the Roosters coach. Like, and then there was a. A five-minute wank session while he was on there and then a, a three-minute suck-his-dick session when he was off. It was it was just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I, I hate it. Um, unfortunately, as a Warriors fan, it's something that we're going to have to get used to. Yeah, um, so that's it. Coming. Yeah, and the salary cap thing. Uh, the thing that shit me, that's right, the one thing that shit me the most was last year when Sonny Bill wanted to come and... They did everything in their power for him to come to the Warriors. Uh, Ricky Latelli was linked to the uh, sorry everything that to go to the Roosters. Roosters. Ricky Latelli was linked to the Warriors, and they said no. Nah. But then he got he was allowed to go to Melbourne. Yeah, so,
0: and played one game.
1: Yeah, played one <laughs> game. Um, yeah, it just fucking shits me. So uh-huh. that's that's my rant for this week. That's my big rant. At- uh, well-
0: Okay, well, well, let me take over from from here, mate. Well, my final point is going to be a rant as well. Seriously, this Good. is going to be like a face palm. Yep. Here as well. I'm going to talk about players or coaches shifting them. Did any of you guys see the story that came out from Kevy Walters blaming trolls on social media for Anthony Milford's poor form? Did anyone yep. see that? Yeah. So apparently all you guys out there, it's all you guys out there that have been teasing the milf on on Facebook and saying, "Oh, the Milf can't play. The Milf sucks." Blah blah blah. All this stuff. That's why he hasn't been playing good. So hang all your heads in shame, <laughs> you guys. Seriously, stop teasing players on social media because oh, it's man. making them play bad. According to Kevy. <laughs> like, seriously is that 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 is the defence that you put up for Anthony Milford's poor runner form? Is trolls on social media? Have you guys ever? heard of getting off social media or not reading comments from people or blocking or, but it's not that hard. Just block and ignore. Um, I mean, everybody but to to come out and say that that's why this high profile player, that's the reason why he's been, his form has dipped. I mean, seriously, Um, there's been, there's been a few other players like Sean Johnson was well known for coming out and, Talking about what people say about him on social media, like oh, people always, like I, I think it was in the locker room podcast talking about oh how he people were commenting on him saying oh he goes how would you feel if you had just the general public telling you every day that you're terrible at your job and kind of thing and it's like maybe just don't read it, don't go on social media during the season or something like this is a relatively new thing, yeah. Um, like the players of yesteryear didn't have to worry about this kind of thing. You'd have a bloke come up to you at the pub or something saying, you're rubbish, whatever it is. But it's, it's like, it's a bit of a glass jaw thing. I mean, like Kevin Durant in the NBA for for Stevie and a few of our other NBA fans who is, who creates like anonymous Twitter accounts or Instagram accounts and then comments back on all the stuff that say negative things about him because he's been caught a couple of times where he forgot to use his fake account. It's like, geez, why do you guys care so much about what the average punter thinks about you anyway? Average troll on social media. Like, I And, and, and another one, Josh Dugan blaming the NRL fine system for forcing him into retirement. That's, seriously, yeah. what is
1: wrong with these guys? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that he kept... He kept um, indistressing and, and his fines were bigger it's Nothing bigger. It's nothing to do with that. It's the fine system, you know. Don't do the wrong thing. You don't get fined. Fucking. <laughs> oh,
0: seriously, like, Kevy, social media, you're going to turn around and blame that.
1: Yeah, that, that is the... Because <laughs> Teamless Tuesday, so when the teams are named on Tuesday, apparently all the social media got people get together and they pick the team, and it was them that stopped picking Milf in the halves for the Broncos. It wasn't Kevy. No, it was the
0: trolls. It was the trolls on social media. Stop ruining people's careers. On,
1: stop ruining footy
0: players' careers.
1: Kevin treated, he, he treated him like a tampon all season. He put him in for a week and pulled him out for three. And he wonders why his form was so bad. And then he plays two games at the end of the year that people <laughs> rave about him. <laughs> and Kevin's like, Yeah, well, you know,
0: oh, you social media trolls. You've ruined, you've ruined. Otherwise, he, he would have been playing awesome and he still would have been at club.
1: That's a great question, Sean James. Why is Kevy a coach? I've always been a big believer in just because you're a good player doesn't make you a good coach. And there's been a lot of those um, come through. Mal Meninga was a great player. He was an awful um, team coach. Brad Fittler was a great player. He was an awful coach at the Roosters. Um, Alan Thompson was a great player at Manly. He was an awful coach when he took over uh, Manly as a coach. Stephen Kearney was a great player, and wish he's proven that you know you can be a great player and be a really good assistant coach, but just not be able to make that transition to to head coach. I think kevy's in the same uh thing I think kevy's great as as an assistant, but as the man making all the decisions um i I don't think he's I don't think he's a good head coach uh you know i mean Coaching origin and coaching rep teams is completely is a completely Mal Meninga. Team.
0: look at Mal Meninga, for example. Okay. He went pretty much straight or like from not straight from retirement. It was a couple of years after he retired to coaching Canberra. Didn't have't didn't have a huge amount of success, but look what he did with the Queensland team. And
1: That's so, it because you're not yeah. coaching them. you get you get a Queensland team for a, for a week at a time, three times in a year, or a, a test side for like a month. and um, you know you, you're not really coaching them. it's you're just managing personalities basically. Like you get the best of the best, so yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why Kevy's a coach. I really don't. <laughs> Mark Roberts it's comes social, up. It's social.
0: Something to do with social media, I think, isn't it? Let's yeah. let's just blame social media. That's yeah. why. That's why. He's a coach. <laughs> uh,
1: and now the MILF is in trouble with the law, embracing the rabbits culture too much. Well, mate, they've had three now. That's three in in since the end of the season because um, they had the two. The two Fight Club boys last week, um, Ricky, Jordan Ricky, and uh, the Polar Bear 2.0, uh, Tommy Flegler. They've had the MILF this week, and then apparently there's, there's gonna be a story breaking about TC Rabati, um, as well, uh, who's been charged, I think, or mm. arrested, something like that. Yeah, so, some indiscretion. Yep. Yeah, some indiscretion. So the interesting one with the MILF is that, um, mm. Brisbane are saying it, it's not their problem, and South are saying it's not their problem because, um, The season's finished at Brisbane. Yeah, He's still (laughs) under contract at Brisbane until the 1st of November or the 31st of October. But because they're now in their um, holiday period, the end of season period, the club can't make any official contact with the players whilst they're on their annual leave. Uh, And that was something the Rugby League Players Association brought in years ago uh, to stop uh, coaches and clubs contacting players while they're on their off-season, you know, reminding them about you know skinfold tests and you know what they should be eating and that. So, so the Brisbane can't contact him. South, he's not. A, he doesn't start his employment at South. Hey, 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 don't look at don't look at, look at us. Don't look no, at me. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking no, just... limbo. <laughs> <laughs> Charged with driving. Okay, yeah, that's it. Caden um, Rogers. Will Brisbane make the top eight next season? I think they will. Wow. Well, yeah. you're, not, you're not smart enough to date my daughter. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh I don't think they will mate. I mean you can only fit eight teams into eight spots and you would have to assume that you know teams like Melbourne, Penrith um and, and I know teams fall from grace pretty quickly. I mean the Warriors 2011 Grand Final yeah. go on the next year I know but
0: you, you say you most at, of the teams from this top yeah, eight will be there again.
1: Yeah, yeah, you look at the pedigree of those teams. I think again it's going to be a couple of teams fighting for the for two spots at the bottom of the eight. Um and I, I don't think Brisbane have the depth in their squad. It depends
0: how mean the comments are on social media. Yeah, that's so, it. Too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that, that's
0: that's that's what it will, Kevy.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sean Jones, are enough teams uh, trying not to make the eight this year? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Jared Cunningham, oh. what do you think about the DLM ceremony? Good segue.
0: Here we go. Very good segue. <laughs> He's, he's tapped into us. We're just going to bring that up. The Dally M Awards for 2021. It's that time of year again. Uh, interesting way that they've done it this year. Uh, so night one of the 2021 Dally M presentation was on Monday night, and when it was announced it was going to be held over two nights, I was like questioning why. And and after watching that hour long episode, <laughs> I still don't know.
1: I'm. Mate, I'm, <laughs> I'm it was the wiser. It was, um, (laughs) I am the smartest bloke in the world, mate. When you said that being a chippy is the best trade in the world, I listened. That just means you're the best listener in the world. Don't make you the smartest bloke. (laughs) Makes me the smartest bloke for telling you. Um, uh, Yeah, for me, mate, it was a a really, really poor presentation. Um, It was basically another one of those um, uh, Fox League analysts, and I'll use that word very loosely, analysts, um, giving us their thoughts and opinions on uh, five players that are in the running for the medal. Uh, why they felt they need to do a special broadcast of that is beyond me. Uh, if anything, for me it's spoiled the the mystery and the anticipation. Every year you kind of watch it and you you see the the votes tallied up and you know eventually oh you know they'll announce a player here and a player there for a position. Um, but Tedesco sitting like tenth or twelfth on fifteen points and highlighted as one of the five in the hunt for the medal has created more uh, questions and criticism on social media than, than anything. It's, uh, uh, mate, I guess if their reasoning was to get people to talk about it, then that marketing side of it has worked, I guess. Um, Uh, Yeah.
0: And I guess the biggest thing is it's revealed that a team that won 20 games in a row um, doesn't have a player in the top five players in line for the game's highest honor.
1: Yeah. And
0: Unlike Manly or Penrith, where Tobo and Cleary are the players who would get the three points for a win, um, the Storm of the one club where they it can be shared around the points between a few key performers, for instance like Smith, Hughes, Munster, Hines, Little Puppy, yeah, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, um, that's true. It's um, it was how they left Ollum out of the top center. Well, I I haven't seen who's in the running for each of the positions, so I don't. I, I know Munster went into bat for him and then they've come out and said, oh, it's an oversight, blah, blah, blah. But mate, I, I just thought the whole presentation was just a big wank session because like you, you got got and Nasta and um, Jessica Yates kind of addressing us on TV. Then they bring Andrew, Andrew Abdo out and they're talking to Andrew Abdo who's at a podium next to them, but they're looking at us. It was a weird kind of vibe. And then Andrew Abdo's there patting himself on the back for, you know, how they've handled everything. Even said something about how well they handled the cancellation of the the women's comp. And that's been an absolute debacle with um, players not finding out until two days before, um, you know, they haven't, they weren't getting paid. Uh, We've got eight New Zealand girls still stranded in Newcastle trying to get home. Uh, Next year they go into two comps in one year, but they don't get the, the um, compensation and stuff the same as the men do. So yeah, he, I'll get onto that in another time. But um, and and then they talk about these five guys who are in the running. So you know they cut to uh, the the analysts, the experts, which was what Brandy Alexander, uh, Mick Ennis, Cooper Cronk, who talks like a a space alien, and um, he needs to go lights out, and they need to be all in like. I, Talk English. Yes. And, and then Lara <laughs> Pitt, who are all talking about, um, uh, like, each of these players. And then they go back and they interview the player live via satellite. It was I – I, I don't know why they had to do this telecast. It was just mind blowing Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's weird. Like, just to drag it out. Like, it was essentially a whole first show of nothing. Didn't oh, Yeah. Well, not nothing. They, they did announce a couple of awards.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, they did. They awarded the Ken Ovine medal, which was for the highest try scorer, which went to Alex Johnson, which everyone knew that that was what it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, the point scorer went to Reuben Garrick, which we all knew. Um, and then the tackle of the year they gave to Xavier Coates. Uh, and Now, that's probably one that could have gone to any number of players. Um, uh, there was a great tackle CHT put on uh, Brandon Smith uh, in one game for the Warriors. Um, but, yeah, they gave that that uh, Xavier Coates tackle of the Year. I, I know one guy who wasn't going to get it, and that was Jason Saab. Um, he's tackling. He, ta- he, he went to the uh, Bow Champion School of Tackling. Oh, um, the Lee lead, the Ode, lead, the
0: lead, Ryan, yeah. <laughs> as we used to yeah. say.
1: Try of the Year they awarded to Tom Trubojevic, and it really should have been Ruben Garrett that got the award because he's the one yeah. that stepped up from that, that last-second effort Round 25, where Tommy even what, said, What a try that was, though. Okay. That was Tommy unreal. even said, Any other player in the NRL just grabs that ball and runs it dead. Uh, <laughs> what Garrick was thinking at the time, I don't know, uh, but it was awful. And then we had the VB hard earned player of the year, which went to Isaiah papali Now, I'm not disputing that he shouldn't have won the award, I just don't know what the fucking award is. Um, <laughs> every, every week. They put up stats on the bottom the h- of the screen. hard-earned
0: like, player, VB hard-earned, hard-earned player of the deck. match. What is it? Yeah, what is it?
1: They've never given us how they work that, that out. They never work out, like, tell you how they get to that, that is point's it, Is it how high,
0: high the heart rate goes during your no game? Idea.
1: Like, oh, this guy's got... Yeah, it
0: makes the most amount of
1: tackles. Yeah, this guy's got, 200, like, 200 run metres. He's done 20 runs. He's made 47 tackles. He's our hard-earned player of the match. But we're going to give... But we're. Going to, uh, is but you, to but you're me? not
0: the man of the match.
1: Gets, you worked uh, hard, who, but you're he, not the man of the he, match. Who gets nothing on game day? But we're going to give the award to Tom Turbo because he scored three tries. So is that it? What is that? What's that? That you're. Uh, you fellows are on point with everything you're saying. Been thinking that type for you. Uh, what's that, Sean James? So, Cheers, a, Leon. Is that a link to how I can work out what the hard-earned player of the year or oh, tackle of the year? Oh, Ice attack. Okay. Okay. the year,
0: okay. Can someone somebody- knows what this hard earned player is? Please at please comment now. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, no, I don't like drinking VB, mate. I no, think no me neither. Cat piss. It's awful. Um, yeah, so I'm not coach, sure. Coach, what coach of the more. year, coach of the year. They've got five finalists. It's kind of does it makes sense that it's the top five coaches: um, Bellamy, Cleary, Hasler, Robinson, and Bennett. Who do you reckon, mate? What's your choice for coach of the year? Oh,
0: mate! If if the Rabbitohs can get into the grand final, I think I think Bennett Bennett's strong candidate.
1: Mate, they um, had um, they had uh, Trent Robinson on NRL three hundred and sixty last night um, sucking his dick. So I reckon they're going to oh, get. Oh,
0: it did it. they? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Trent. It's Robbo. It has to be.
1: Uh, mate, I think it, it's probably the most open it's been for a couple of years. Robbo did a great yeah. job. With the Roosters. I thought Desi's done great with Manly to go. Yeah, Desi. Last yeah, actually, two. Desi. Yeah. He's done
0: a, um, He's done an amazing job.
1: I wouldn't say Ivan Cleary. And the only other one would be uh, Craig Bellamy because of the 20 games in a row. Um,
0: you look at the improvement of all those teams, and the team that's improved out of sight is clearly Manly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say for, for mine, it's toss-up between, uh, I'd say, Bennett and uh, Desi.
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll give it. I reckon they'll give it to uh, Bellamy though. But um, uh, I reckon it to Bellamy or Robinson because of how much the Roosters have overcome uh, this year. Yeah, Kevy's not in there because some um, people on social media <laughs>
0: <laughs> people have been too me. mean. People were too yeah. mean to Milford, and then Milford didn't play well, and therefore Kevy couldn't get into the finals. So there you go,
1: mate. The um the the Delium finalists. So they did the count up until round nineteen. Um, so we've got. Nathan Cleary on twenty four. Uh, the the five that they highlighted is Nathan Cleary on twenty four, Tom Trbovich, twenty three, Cody Walker seventeen, Cherry Evans seventeen, and Tedesco fifteen. Interesting to see in that, that RTS was on twenty one, um, but he doesn't play another game, obviously. Um, not featured in that was uh, Nico Hines, Mitch Moses, Brandon Smith, Jerome Hughes, and Clint Gutherson. Uh, and and you'd have to assume as he's pointed out before with the melbourne players they they kind of take points away from each other uh you yeah. know one week whereas with with penrith if penrith win cleary generally gets the points if if manly win turbo generally gets the points um if the roosters win it's generally tedesco and south it's either walker or luttrell yeah. um but looking looking at that and then looking at the games that are left uh i think it's. It, I think it's out of Cleary and Turbovich, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two games that Turbo doesn't, or he he doesn't play one game, and he mainly get absolutely smashed. Oh, they they lose in in another game, and um, he does he won't fair points. And I think Clery misses a game as well. So I think there's probably only going to be one or two points in it between those two. But uh, yeah, Nico wasn't getting any points when Paps came back. Yeah. Uh, what do you nah. reckon, mate? Who's, who's your pick? Because everyone was saying I, Cody Walker, but I, I don't know because it was interesting. Turbo. Yeah. It was so, interesting with Cody. Oh, Williams. I think so. I think, yeah. I was going to say it was interesting with Cody Walker because when they, they showed the points uh, from between rounds 12 and 19 when it, went, when it went dead, you couldn't see the points. The two games that South had their biggest wins, which was the Tigers and, and the game against us where they won 66 to 20, Cody Walker scored, I think, two tries that game. He, he set up a couple. He got no Deleon points in that game, which I find it hard to believe. But, yeah, I think I think Turbo will get it um, purely based on the fact that uh, he, he's – Yeah, I, he
0: has the influence over the result. Yeah. And, like, he, if Manly are going to win this week, you can be certain that he'll pick up three points.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. and 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 for them
0: to win, he has to have a big game. He has but, to. So Yeah,
1: but he won't there's no points for EM this weekend. It stops at the regular season. So oh, of ready, course. She's am yeah. an idiot. <laughs> yeah, five.
0: But but <laughs> in gen but in general though, like he, he has the biggest influence over over a result.
1: Hundred percent he like, does. He,
0: you have to think like they they had like one loss, one yep. loss leading up to final and that was against melbourne and you said even in that game he played well yeah and and he was he was an influence and and, i mean you look at everything from there he just killed it so yeah for me tommy turbo
1: cleary uh was out i think with the voting i think he came back round 21 uh so Mm. round 20 they both didn't play so they both won't uh, get points on round 20 um and then round twenty one, because they rested him for one week. Remember, because of a, a facial fracture or something.
0: yep uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was one game where he got rested, and then there was a game where, and I I went back and had a look at the team list for round twenty, and neither of them played that game because I, I was trying oh, okay. to work out based off the results who I thought would pick up points and in, in what games. Uh, I, I just think Cody Walker's too far behind, <clears throat> and I. Yeah. yep. Yeah. And same with Cherry Evans. I think Cherry Evans, for Cherry Evans to win it, it means that Turbo gets no points pretty much in the games running home and Cleary will, will run away with it. So, yeah,
0: Turbo will pick up more points and DC. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: I just think it's a game of, a, a, a race of two. Um, probably one, one award uh, that we probably can discuss as Warriors fans is the Rookie of the Year Award, which will obviously be given. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think, while she has a hand on that, considering he's won the Rugby League Players Association Rookie of the Year Award, which was voted on by the players. Um, this one, obviously, is voted on by the experts. Let me, let me just say one word, roosters. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Sam Walker will probably get that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> sort of the buzz or the vibe from the people that are, I feel influential for that award.
1: Yeah, walker has been really good this year. Yeah. 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 Oh um, well, mate. So a, it's gonna be an interesting a general discussion. Yeah, I was just gonna say, mate, just to finish up on the the uh the Dally Ames, it's on next Monday. Um so I guess next Monday uh we'll have all the answers and we're gonna have a brief chat about it next Wednesday. Uh all the award winners.
0: For for part two, the sequel to the M's. <laughs> <laughs> Few uh, general discussion points. Uh, you know, in the Warriors' land, obviously the Ash Taylor uh, rumor, should we yep. say, uh, that he had been spotted with Brownie and Cam George. And it's talks that there might be something, might be, club might be offering him some sort of a lifeline. Yep. Not sure how long it'll be. They're saying maybe one year deal. Yep. Not sure, but. What do you reckon, mate? Good move, bad move?
1: If it's a one-year deal, if it's a one-year deal and it's for two hundred fifty k, no more than two hundred fifty k, I think it's a, a pretty decent move by the club, considering that we've offered Sean O'Sullivan a contract and he opted not to take that contract, which to me would mean it's just a low-ball offer, uh, similar to probably what they did to Petahiku. but um, I. Look, I don't mind it uh, as a as a backup option, or you know, maybe to partner Sean in the halves. Um, yeah, uh, he brings a great kicking on game. His
0: day on his day, he can be very like you saw glimpses of it at the, at the Titans. He never really put together a consistent season, and and it didn't help. That he was under the under pressure, you know, with that huge, big salary, uh, million dollar salary, and, and he's not he's not the first, won't be the last player to fail to live up to those expectations. No, so you say right. if he can break the shackles of not having that hanging over his on his over his neck, and um, you know, he, as you said, brings a great kicking game. His experience now, he's played, he's had about four or five seasons yeah. of first grade footy now, yeah, maybe even a little bit more than that. So. Really good move. And it could work out well for both parties. He'll still be able to be based in Southeast Queensland. Yes. Um, he won't have to move. His... Uh, yes. Yeah. It, it's I, I'm i all for it.
1: Yeah, so am I. I had, a, I had a good chat to Christian about it the other day too. We we'll, we'll kind of messaging back and forth and um, kind of gave him, you know, my thoughts. He's, yep. He did a video on it on, his, on his channel. Opinions. Yep. Yeah, gave him my thoughts and opinions, uh, you know, and, he did a, a video on it um, on his channel. And, yeah, it's kind of along those lines as well. It's, you know, it, 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 I don't know how it, invo- how it works in regards to Cody Nicarima and, and uh, Sh- Chanel. Uh, I don't mm. know now, like this talk, uh, and Millie, you'll be interested on, in this one, this talk that uh, Jamal Fogarty may be mm. heading down for the Canberra Raiders. So the fact that they've lost Fogarty and Aston. Surprising that
0: news. Yeah, very surprising.
1: Does that open up a spot for Cody to shift over to the Titans next year now? And uh because you were assume- just there was a comment there was a comment, wasn't there, from uh
0: assistant coach Justin Morgan that Cody is uh alongside Jazz to be used as like the number fourteen role next yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um or even CHT front front
0: runner for the that 14 role which yeah, yeah I think um, Cody's well suited to
1: if Cody can find his form again like because you think back to the last the last Kiwis tour that um, they had Cody and Sean were the halves and I think we we beat Tonga and we beat England in both tests all, all three tests so uh, and they combined really well so if if Cody can uh, combine you know, with Sean, you know that's they've played together in Test match footy. They they could be a really good combination in the halves. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Cody a new new lease of life as well, uh, because when Cody's played the past two years, uh, he's been like the number one half pretty much. He's the guy that's had to run the show. Um, but you know, with SJ coming back, he can slot back into that that uh, support role. Um, I, I mm. kind of like that as a as a partnership in the halves, but um, yeah, interesting to see. Maybe, of- maybe, maybe next week we we may have an answer, or we may be able to ask um, Cam George on uh, his thoughts, or you know what he what what's going on with the whole Ash Taylor thing. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I mean, there's there's rumours flying around about Murata Nicore. Obviously, we won't be able to ask him that. Uh, because he's obviously contracted to Parramatta, and the club can't talk to him after November one, so there's no point even bringing that topic up to him next week. But uh, no. made in good news for us and our um <laughs> our uh, <laughs> ruin hammer uh, nicknames moving forward. Oh, Woogie, uh, Woogie. Michael <laughs> Woogernowski mcguire <laughs> has been retained at the Tigers for another season.
0: Oh well, he's well. At least for at least for the first portion of next year, anyway, we'll still be able to benefit from all things woogie.
1: Well, um, the 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 not not Pasco, not the guy that looks like the Tiger King, but the other guy with the surname that starts with H, the long H surname at the Tigers. He was on Vossi's Sen Radio Show today, and Vossi asked him, "Is um, Michael McGuire?" Uh, Going to be there for the whole year, or does he have uh, like KPIs that he's got to reach in the first couple of weeks to hold his job? And that guy said he's here for the year. So you've heard it here first. McGuire will be gone round six. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's always
0: that's yeah. always a kiss of death, death, isn't it? Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's our coach for the season. <laughs> no, no, what is it? The full support of the board. Yep. Isn't isn't that when you hear that?
1: Yep. That's yep.
0: no. He's he's a dead man walking. Absolutely. Old, uh, old uh, Woogie. Yeah. Mate, it's, stealing, it's good to see because. Stealing some shoes. Yeah.
1: If, if, if that Tales from Tiger Town taught us anything watching it this year, it showed us that of everyone at the Tigers organization, he's the one with the most passion. So he's the mm. one that needs to stay. It's the players and the upper level management that has the issues. Uh, Michael Maguire, Woogie doesn't have. Uh, any issues there, and I think it's a great move by the Tigers to keep him uh, and allow him to continue on his his building of that club. You know, they they get rid of Moses and by they've got rid of Russell Packer, they've they got rid of BJ Leilua. The, the dead wood. I think the yeah. bulk
0: of the dead wood that everyone knew that they were going to have to offload. Yep. Um, and they can not not I guess not start afresh, but they can. They,
1: well, their biggest problem is getting people to getting players. Club. Yeah, yep. that's their that's their hurdle at the moment. Um, and you know, it's something that we endured for a long, long time. Oh, a long time. And, and the Raiders it, as
0: well. yeah. Let's
1: face it, the guys like Sirinan and Aitken and and Fenua Blake came to the club off the back of what we did last year during COVID to keep the. They wanted to be part of something special. Mm. And otherwise, if it, if if the Warriors had been based in New Zealand and we still had been having these poor performances you can guarantee half of those no, guys, no, 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 those guys. Yeah. yeah so uh mark roberts does what does Juan think of the decision he thinks it's a good decision mate he's yeah. all for it you, you, you don't
0: want to you don't want to sack a coach no it's the last thing you want and same with us the last thing we want is to be looking for another coach absolutely we can't build any any continuity it takes you have to go back and start from square one
1: yeah um mate milking of penalties i know we touched on it but um and and i kind of had a bit of a rant about blake ferguson and, and ridiculed him and and then there was that that the milking the, um, it's just it's something that's really come into the game that's really starting to be it's a blight a bad on the look. Game. terrible yeah. look
0: yeah
1: surely surely if the bunker sees like in the blake ferguson incident the refs awarded the penalty they review it and they see that there was nothing there in it and it's milking. And you can tell he's milking by the way he jumps up. He yeah, just Surely, up, jumps up.
0: Oh, forget about the neck.
1: Oh, yeah. Surely you can reverse cuts. a penalty penalty for milking. Surely. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's, um, but, it's blatant yeah. like that.
0: Um, yeah. I, there's, been a, there's been a bit of chat about certain Canberra Raiders players that have partook oh. in that kind of uh, activity.
1: Well, but they, did it, they did it against us and it won them the game. Yeah. yeah. The cheese, and that's that's the thing that gets me too is, TK, is when the cheese does it, all the commentators laugh about it. Oh, look at the cheese. Oh, he the little scoundrel. Go over here, little uh, scamp, ruffle
0: his hair, yeah.
1: You know, they, they they laugh about it and then they talk to him after the game and they make a joke about it and that. But it's why, you know, it's... um, it was yeah. para
0: Kenny Edwards, remember him? Yeah. The guy that always used to get cramp in like the last like 30 seconds of a game. Yep. And, and he, he was terrible for that as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, the trainer stopping the game is another one. But I, I get that if the player's injured. And that player was injured and he had to leave the field and and uh, he's not playing this week. But the problem with that one was that the, the trainer didn't even go to the player. He went straight to the ref and said, stop the game. Before They're supposed to go to the player, assess the player, and then asked for the ref to stop, and he didn't do that. And power in a a great um, scoring opportunity, and it kind of nullified that in that part of the game for him. But um, mm. yeah, uh, yeah. Walsh has been accused of trying to milk penalties. I've only seen it once from Walsh. Wasn't that,
0: wasn't that Freddie Fitler's uh, line heading into Origin two? Origin. Yeah. Origin was Origin was place Go, I hope he, I hope he gets that out of his game. Or he made some yeah. comment like that to put a bit of yeah. pressure on him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. We, yeah. spoke about, we spoke about R- Walshy winning the Rugby League Players Association Rookie of the Year, which was congratulations to him. Um, Isaac Luke announced his retirement uh, this week. Uh, we did a, a post on our socials. Isaac, he played 83 games yeah. for the Warriors, uh, 289 games, I think it was, or something like that, th- yeah. for All Up. Um, All Up, yeah. Mate, was a, was a great player at the Rabbitohs. Uh, Had four seasons with us. We really only got one really, really good season out of him. Uh, But he was always a a favourite of mine. He was a fan favourite. One thing I do remember about Isaac Luke was at the end of games, he was always the first guy over to the fence to uh, thank the fans. And I can still remember Dingo harassing him uh, half an hour later to get back into the shed so the, the boys could could get on the bus to get to the airport because Isaac Luke could still be out there um, signing autographs and, and chatting to the fans. Uh, always had a lot of time for for the fans. Um, was a great character and, you know, uh, forever and always, uh, you know, a warrior and, um, yeah, he'll always be remembered. I think he was Warrior 2, 205 off the top mm, of my head. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. so Brakes yeah,
0: 2018 season with us as yeah. well. Always Absolutely. remember his, his form that year,
1: yeah. So, um, still running around in that Queensland Cup. Uh, I think he plays, uh, comes off the bench for Wynnum Manly,
0: Wynnum Winam uh, Manly Seagulls, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, will. fantastic.
0: We've got some really good live chats more. coming up as yeah, well. More thing one that more, i, one one I one to one raise more. With
1: him, mate. Yeah, um. Did you hear that story about the, the Melbourne Storm Club giving their members free membership next year? No, I didn't hear that. So basically what's happened is because of the players being unable to play at home this year and being away, uh, anyone who has had a Melbourne Storm membership for the past two seasons, the club will give them free membership next year, which I think is a great uh, incentive by the club. Um, obviously, they're in a... A position to do so because people have been buying their memberships. There's been mm. some talk on social media. Why don't the Warriors do it for us? Well, people haven't bought memberships this year at the that, Warriors. I know. It. I know they they rolled the 2020 memberships over to 2021, and they'll probably do the same thing now for 2023 when they finally get back home. Um, but yeah, they're not in a financial position to be able to do that. They're not making, you know, money and so forth. But I, I just thought it was a great. Uh, thing from the, the storm organization. Um, so, yeah. Uh, nice, nice gesture for the fans. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely right, mate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's all I've got, mate. What about, what have we got left?
0: Well, we've got some big chats coming up. So, guys, don't forget Cam George next Wednesday night, 29th of September. Um, yep. get, your, get your questions in, join the live chat. We'll ask as many of those questions as we can to Cam. Um, yeah, it'd be great to hear about, you know, his thoughts on the season and what's coming up for the boys, uh, based in Redcliffe in 2022. So don't miss that.
1: Actually, on that, if anyone, if anyone does have any questions that they want us to ask them, go onto the event on Facebook and just leave them in the comment section there. Comment. Yes. uh, That's a great idea. So that we can, um, compile them for, for the interview. Um, And then, obviously, if there's any questions off the cuff that you want to ask him uh, while we're live on air, yeah, we can do that. But, um, yeah, if there's anything specifically that you want us to kind of get into the chat, uh, yeah, go to that um, Cam George uh, event on uh, Facebook. And um,
0: And I don't think think Cam George...
1: I don't think Cam George can get you a signed jersey, Stevie. You leave that for the players, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, yeah.
0: Very good. The week after that, we have our end of seats, uh, the 6th of October, with Brad and Richie from the standoff as well as Arpai from Hold the Ball. Yep. chat will be reviewing the whole season, what went right, what went wrong, the whole lot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so join us for that. Wednesday 13th of October, we have our women in league special and we'll have NRLW stars, Georgia Hale and Karina Brown and also NRL journalist, Katie Brown. Uh, us as well for a chat, talking about all things NRLW for the season coming up early 2022. Yep. Warriors legend, PJ Marsh will be joining us. Hooker in the 2002 grand final. A very brief but memorable stint at our club. And yep. he will be having a chat with us Wednesday, 20th of October. Yep. And Kiwi legend, arguably one of the greatest Kiwis to ever lace up a, a rugby league boot, Mark Graham, joining us on the 27th of October. Also coached us yeah. uh, from ninety nine and ninety nine and two thousand as well. So he does have a very strong Warriors connection. Yep. And I hear I hear that he's still a, he's still a Mad Warriors fan. So, yeah. so good to yeah. hear. Yeah. The, um, um, yeah.
1: I was going to say, yeah, we've got a few more. Uh, no dates locked in yet, but um, we've, uh, Jack Murchie will be coming on for a chat at some point. And, yeah, the uh, merchandise. Robbie Mears, our um, 2000 Player of the Year, uh, he, he's going to come on for a chat. Henry uh, Farfili. Henry Farfili is going to come on for a chat as well. Um, we've also uh, got, uh, in keeping with our women in league. Brent Tate uh, as well, yeah. Yeah, we've got Brent Tate coming up. Uh, And in keeping with our women in league, as we said, we've got NRL journalist Katie Brown coming on. Uh, If anyone doesn't know who Katie is, she she plays for South in the uh, Sydney competition here. And she's uh, used to be uh, on the NRL, uh, employed by the NRL now on Sen Radio. Uh, But we've also had Erin Molan um, express interest to come on and have a chat with us as well. She'd be a good one to, to get on to hear about her uh getting into uh rugby league and the commentary side of things uh and uh yeah we've got mad butcher we've got a lineup. mad butcher is going to be a pre-recorded one uh same with uh mark mahi man mark decker um they're going to be pre-recorded and just loaded up onto um onto the uh page you yep. know uh butch yeah, we, we, we'll, we can
0: probably stream them uh we can probably stream the the live recording Uh, But we'll let you know when that is coming up. So you'll still get to see it.
1: Yep. And um, probably uh, the other one to keep an eye out for is uh, Nathan Brown. Coach Nathan Brown's going to be coming on. We've just got to tee in a time that suits him. uh, And we want to get him on sooner rather than later and without um, bumping uh, any of our uh, current guests that we've got uh, lined up over the next four or five weeks. Uh, it'll be a second, probably a Tuesday night or maybe a Thursday night interview, depending on mm. on Brownie's um, availability. So just keep an eye out for that. Uh, we'll we'll announce out once we have a a date set in place for Brownie. Um, but yeah, mate, exciting. I'm, I'm really excited about the interview stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's going to be good to yeah to to look back at the season wrapped up. But then there's a lot of other. Key points discuss a lot of great interviews, a lot of strolls down memory lane. Yep, it's, absolutely, it's, it's going to be brilliant.
1: And we just ask, you know, that uh, and not that we, you know, have to, but, um, you know, when, when we're interviewing those people, you know, please be respectful. They're giving up their time, uh, to come and chat to us, especially, you know, a guy like Cam George is he's, he's given up his time a couple of times, uh, to, to come and chat with us, and it's a big get. No other club CEO. Goes on to these type of of shows and and opens themselves up to the fans and and Cam's done that um, a couple of times now for us so you know uh, he and he doesn't shy away from the hard questions you know we we Definitely. we hit him up on the SK uh, the the um, Stephen Kearney sacking you know we, we've we've kind of asked him about the Sean Johnson John Johnson stuff yeah. some stuff so you know he doesn't shy away from the hard questions but let's let's keep everything, you know, um respectful. Uh you know, they are giving up their time and, you know, we work very hard to get the the um the the trust and the respect from all these people. Um yeah, yeah. trying to get RTS. RTS I, I talk to RTS very regularly, but it, it's his time in regards to the rugby and so forth. So he, he's gonna be another one where he may not be live on the on the wednesday night but it may be a live stream like we did with stacy jones on like a saturday morning when he's got the time um yep. so That's yeah it. We'll, and, we'll we'll make him if he wants to come on we
0: will make time we will do whatever we need to do and to I get saw him on say, yep.
1: sean johnson we have reached out to sean but like a lot of them you know we we reach out to you know all the players and some get person, yeah and, and some don't some just don't see the messages they get so inundated with so much Uh, in their email boxes or dm boxes or whatever so you know we we try to get them um but yeah we'll uh yeah we'll we'll have to see uh who we can get but yeah we've got some good ones coming up mate um we're very very lucky very privileged and we we're you know we're honored to be able to share these interviews with you know you guys our loyal um watchers and Supporters we
0: get we get a buzz out of it as well. We're just a couple of fans, as we always say. And yeah. like we have to pinch ourselves when we're talking to these blokes that we've uh grown up supporting and idolizing and, and all the guys that do the th- do everything behind the scenes. You know, as you said, how many CEOs would would make this much time for the fans? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So we, we appreciate it and um uh, yeah, we do our best to as fans to bring this content to you, the fans as well.
1: Yeah, mate. Um, And as we announced the other week, you know, we we don't want to keep harping on it, but you know, it's 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 something that's pretty important for us. Uh, We're now on Patreon, uh, which is a a membership platform that enables people to show their support of us and our content by signing up for a monthly subscription. Um, We it's a platform where we set up different levels of subscriptions that suit uh, every budget, and each tier level will have its own rewards and benefits, including exclusive. Patreon-only merchandise uh, that will be available soon.
0: Yeah, that's it. And you can head to our Patreon page to show your support and subscribe to our Bronze Tier uh, Patreon that is available now. And our Bronze Tier is set at the lowest possible amount at $3 a month, which is less than a cup of coffee. And we have partnered with Toria Screen Printing to produce a range of merchandise for for us, which will be available soon. And there'll also be some exclusive Patreon-only merchandise for our silver, gold, platinum, and Patreon tiers that that are, will be coming soon. We're just ironing out the details on those. And I've seen some of the merchandise that is starting to be starting to come through, and it's awesome, guys. So um, we're hoping do to a, bring that. Do them a
1: favour, mate. Show them, show them one piece of merchandise that you've got. Okay, I, that- can,
0: I can give you guys something
1: exclusive. I'll just... Uh, this is a very this is a very uh, exclusive
0: sneak preview. Just bear with me. Yeah. So, have any of you guys like hats, got a few of these babies made up. We got the Ruin Hammer snapback, A-frame snapback cap. Looks fantastic. Yep. There we go. Thanks. So, there you go. World exclusive. First <laughs> ever Ruin Hammer merchandise.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it looks so, good on you, bro.
0: Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, and um yes all this kind of stuff will be available soon so exclusive patreon merchandise will will not be for sale and will be available to patreon members only um although we will be coming out with some other items for example like the t-shirts that you guys had um a few weeks back and definitely these hats we'll be making those for sale as well for everyone
1: absolutely absolutely we will um, and mate, you know, as always, we want to thank those that have subscribed to our Patreon program so far uh, on our bronze tier, uh, which is just basically a, 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 a level that just shows your support. Uh, Daniel Delore, Peregrine Falconer, uh, Sean Kerzel, uh, The Kirch, Nicholas, Ker- Nicholas McKercher, my mum Mary Carter, uh, Fabian Moroa, Siala Afamasanga, Stevie Williams, uh, Christian Catley and Alf Tuolave. So we thank you guys very much. Thank you guys we so much. really, really do appreciate your support. Um, it helps us to continue bringing this content um, to you guys on a weekly basis. Uh, and, you know, just helps with, with the offset of the cost of, of, of putting it all together, I guess.
0: That, that's it, 100%. Um, yep. And don't forget, if you do miss any of our live shows, you can catch up on our Facebook page by going to the videos section. Or you can go to our YouTube channel and catch up there because we... We stream from, to Facebook and to YouTube as well most weeks. Uh, and don't forget to hit subscribe on the YouTube channel as well so you'll never miss out on any of our, our streamed content or on a, any other videos that we will be uploading on there.
1: Absolutely. And if you are a podcast fan, uh, then you can catch all our episodes on our po- podcast platforms on Spotify, Apple, Google, um, Breaker, Radio Direct and iHeartRadio. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us there. We upload episodes um, so that they're ready to listen to every Thursday morning, and please um, head to our Ruin Hammer Instagram page where we upload daily content uh, to keep all our follow- followers informed of our upcoming events. Uh, just want to say, you know, we're getting close to two thousand followers now on on Facebook, and we've cracked the thousand thank on uh, thank Instagram. Thank you to everyone. So, yeah, we, we so thank everyone uh, for for continuing to to ride this journey with us. Um, Malcolm Orson, I bet Rue's happy about Redcliffe being the home ground next year. Uh, (laughs) 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 Surely I've got dibs on that since I can't get a sign. Well, no one said you can't get a signed jersey. you Um, just got to
0: get the jersey and then get it signed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Bro, if you want to set, like, this jersey here that I had signed by the the team, I I should really clarify, I bought this jersey. This is my jersey that I bought from the Warriors uh, site. And then I sent it up to uh, Glenn Harris, uh, who is uh, the media and marketing guy at the the Warriors, and had him get the boys to sign it for me. So it wasn't...
0: Yeah, a, we don't get anything for free.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, I don't ask for anything for free. I don't... Oh, I did last week. I asked for um, a headgear. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, apart from that, side. Apart from that, I don't ask... We don't ask for anything for free. We, do, we never get free tickets to games. We always buy our own tickets. Um... You know, so uh, everything that I get uh, uh, from the club is something that I've paid for. I send it up to them, they sign it, they send it back. So yeah, it, it's it doesn't cost the club the money. Uh, will your merch have Warriors on them? No, no, it
0: won't. That's a that's a licensing issue. We have yeah, yeah. we have gone through uh, have. that that whole thing, and it's long and extensive, and yeah. we don't want to be on the wrong side of that. So no. Uh, um, it's, it's going to be exclusively real merchandise. Uh, we we got some yep. good ideas, some for T-shirts and that kind of thing. So stay tuned. Stuff stuff you guys, you, you uh, regular listeners and and viewers will really like, I think. So yeah. watch this space. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So well, that brings us to the end of another awesome episode. Um, so just yeah. just just to recap, mate, you've got. Manly and Melbourne as winners for this week?
0: I do, yes. Manly and Melbourne.
1: Yeah, I, I'm the same. Uh, Manly and Melbourne for me. Um, thanks to everyone for, for tuning in and, and uh, watching us dribble on about nothing again. For,
0: a, for a <laughs> yeah, we, we were like, oh, there's not that much to talk about this week. This might go for less than an hour. Here yeah, we are almost yeah, two hours in. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do yeah. like the microphone, mate.
1: Uh, make yeah. sure you tune in next week uh, when we have our special guest Cam George coming on. Um, like I said, if you've got any questions that you want us to ask, uh, to put to cam, uh, in, that'll definitely make it into the, the thing, um, go out and, uh, log into that, uh, event that we've got and, um, and leave your questions there and we'll, we'll make sure we put them into the, uh, into the rundown of the show. Pro- try and get them in before Monday, uh, so we can do the, the show. So we, we can that.
0: finalize the run sheet and That yeah. kind of thing, and get everything in order. And make sure Absolutely. you don't miss out. And apologies to any of you guys. I, I realized I missed a couple of you got some questions uh, last week when we did have Josh on. So I apologize for for mess uh, for missing any of your questions. So yeah, in future, yeah, get them to us ahead of time, and you won't miss out.
1: Yeah, as you can see, we got. Um, if you if you follow us on Instagram and you follow us on Facebook, you see that we've got uh, events set up um you can go onto the link tree and it's got the events in there you can click straight on the event and it's uh that it goes straight into um that event uh where you can leave your questions and that we've got some great great guests coming up as i said um and you know uh we always love having questions from from you guys too you guys bring up some things that we don't think about or definitely um, yeah yep. so it's always great um you know, he's having a barbecue and wine and drinks, listening to the boys. Awesome. Oh, perfect night. Yeah, <laughs> perfect night. Um, thanks, guys. Really appreciate uh, everyone uh, joining in. Um, got the All Blacks again this weekend, haven't we? All Blacks are playing. All Blacks um, are playing
0: Dutton. South Africa,
1: is it? So you guys, the uh, the Pacific All-Stars uh, must be playing <laughs> the Argent- Argentinians, the Pumas this weekend. Eh? Yeah, yeah. That'll be, be a clash, up, huh? yeah yeah no watch a bit more rugby yep go the uh go the wallabies go the um go the all blacks uh let's go manly and let's go storm and Um,
0: as always go the warriors
1: (laughs) absolutely see you guys
0: thanks guys cheers